Hello everyone and welcome to Final Show. I'm John, the executive producer here, and I've just got a few pre-show notes for you. First of all, I want to let everybody know that our addresses have changed. Uh, our Twitch channel has changed from Sinstaku to twitch.tv slash finalshowfilms, and our YouTube channel has also changed to youtube.com slash finalshowfilms. Next, we want to thank our $20 tier supporters on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash films, by the way, if you want to go throw a couple bucks our way. That's going to be Cat Waterflame, Antitonic, Samantha Bates, and Maureen Monty. Thank you guys for that. Also, our website is in the process of getting updated. So go take a look at finalshowfilms.com. We've got Mara and Jeremy are working on updating all of our stuff there, making it look nice and like a modern website, and frankly, they know what they're doing far better than I or Austin ever did, so if you want to check out the things that are changing over there, you go do that. Follow us on Twitter, at Final Show Films, for updates uh, for all future things, including things that are going on with our website, and going on with the Patreon page, and things that are going on live as we stream them, uh, as well as our podcasts and everything else, so thank you very much for watching, y'all have a good day. And we're live. Hey, everybody. Welcome once again to Everyone is Warlocks, Conflux. I'm Jack, your GM and storyteller for this campaign here on Final Show Films. And joining me today is Aaron. Hi, I'm Aaron, and I am playing Maja, the, the Pact of the Tome Celestial Warlock. And Cody? Hi, I'm Cody. I'm playing Cole, the... Urchin packed to the chain. And you are super quiet, my dude. And William? Hi, I'm William, and I'm playing Wotan, the Pact of the Compass Dwarven Pirate. Nikki? Hi, everybody. <clears throat> I'm playing Diamond Katara, the Earth Genasi uh, Pact of the Blade. And John? I'm playing Heaton, the uh, Pact of the Tome Tiefling Noble Fiend Warlock. And Mara. Hi, I'm Mara, and I'm playing Aurelia, the Pact of the Blade, great old one human archaeologist. Uh, Jeremy, who generally plays Korashana, our Kalashtar uh, Pact of the Chain, uh, is unfortunately not with us today, but we will soldier on in his absence. But as we begin... Our last moments in conflux were spent amongst the bookshelves in the library of the Magisterium Mysterium Sorcerer as Hedon, Aurelia, and Korashana finished investigating historical records surrounding the Fey Antiquities, a collection of seven magical objects created from the fallen remains of one Ragon Thoneth, a warlock from the 46th Great Game. For reference, we are currently in the 89th Great Game. The existence thereof was discovered in a subterranean chamber in Shadowshades, where Ragon had left a magical record during his final days. It was also here that the Warlocks confronted the Compact of Dreamheart Road, a group of five rival Warlocks with their own designs for the Great Game. After a tense confrontation, both Compacts parted ways for the moment, with the Hawkshead Warlocks headed north, following their own objectives and purposes. With Diamond and Stormways and the other three finishing up their research in 13 Clouds, our eyes are once again drawn to the Wavecrest, where Wotan's eyes are fixed on his compass needle. Aye. 
<laughs> guiding him for the link to his vengeful past and the mystery of a recent betrayal. So, Woten, the waves of the Reedy River, small though they usually are, begin to crest heavily against the prow of the wave crest as you watch your needle settled in on a largely northward course. There's not a lot of give to its direction, primarily indicated that you're at least headed in a fairly straight line towards where you need to go. Major and Cole are both seated in the body of the, the wave crest, and they've mentioned wanting to get dropped off both in Cryptward, assuming that you don't reach your destination before you get there. At the very least, it seems like I'm going to be heading in that, in that direction. So he will keep going in that and see how far it goes before the compass turns. Okay. As you draw closer to the lock, uh, that is the boundary from where the river falls down into the first tier districts of Cryptward and Halidors, the needle does swing just slightly a little bit to the left, indicating that you've started to pull a little bit eastward of your ultimate objective. But after waiting for a few minutes, being allowed in to the contained chamber that then begins to drain water and lower the vessel down to the next stage of the Reedy River North Branch. You push out once again, and there's a short wharf off to... Uh, to the west, which is probably going to be your best option for dropping people who need to do foot traffic in Cryptward. Now pull up to the wharf. All right, those of you who need into the crypts, this is your stop. Thanks. Major will get off. Thank Good you. luck. See you back well. at the Oxide. If you've got some method of contacting me, then you might be able to get me to come pick you up. But other than that, yes. Okay. Well, good fortune. Then you start pushing the, the boat away from the dock and further up the river. Okay. We'll start with Major then. You're headed for a secluded graveyard one that you've mostly heard of by rumor, although you may have stopped by once or twice before. As you walk into Cryptward itself, the region is quiet. It's a very silent sort of area. You don't get a ton of foot traffic. You don't get a lot of noise from from buildings there's a pale sort of translucent aspect to most of the district despite there being fairly few clouds overhead the light that comes from the suns above is kind of watery and faint these broad roadways that you travel along will abruptly branch into a series of narrow twisting alleys that 
plunge into these dim, narrow spaces between sepulchral structures. Occasional skeins of mist, even now, roughly at just a little bit past midday, still drift throughout the district. It's a it's an area that has a, a fairly ghostly aspect to it. You take a few turns, pass down a few lanes, and these give way to a series of fairly well-tended footpaths that snake through a series of gardens, funneling any pedestrians towards a narrow gate in a tightly mortared wall. A trio of halberd-wielding dragonborn wearing heavy leathers stand blocking the path as you approach. I do whatever is the normal thing to do in this situation. I... As you approach, one of them holds up a, a clawed hand. Uh, ma'am, not sure who you're here to pay your respects to, but uh, unfortunately the cemetery's uh, closed for cleaning. Go ahead and make a history check. Okay. Wait, that's insight. History. Clothes for cleaning is generally polite street talk for undead. I'll sort of give him a short nod. Thank you for letting me know. I hope that things will be open again soon. I was so hoping to before my time. Well, as you as you say this, you see another pair of yeah. Foot traffickers come up. Mm-hmm. One of them has a crossbow. The other one has a just a, a large maul and kind of gives him a nod. They don't seem to be official. They seem like they walked in over just off the off the street. And one of the other dragonborn gives him a nod and sort of opens the gate. And they just walk right in. He shuts yeah. it behind him. She'll give a nod to the children with their weapons going to murder things, and a polite nod to the soldiers making sure that the proper people murder things, which are just whoever said they would, and head on her way. Okay. That's fine. (laughs) I'm not that confrontational. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. As you walk, uh, you you see a small placard that sort of escaped your notice. Um, just says, cleaning staff wanted, two crowns per skull, apply at the gate. Seems yeah, to be about no. right. Yeah. Um. She thinks about it for a moment. I wonder if they would be interested. No, I doubt it. Well, we do need coin. 
And like, I'll probably head back towards the dock to meet up with the rest of the group. Um, because the last thing I want is to do this in a context where I have been noticed. Okay. <laughs> That's perfectly fair. Like, yeah. In that case, Cole. Yes. It doesn't take long to find the Temple of the Raven Queen. It's a pretty well-known location in Cryptward. There's a broad, shallow stair that extends across the full breadth of the temple, rising to meet a series of seven blackened stone doors that are all sequentially engraved with the relief of a raven from wingtip to wingtip, which reaches almost 80 feet across from one door to the next, all forming a single image with just a little bit of negative space in between each. No guards. Unlocked. You walk up. Push a door open. The interior is dimly lit with uh, the large main area holding a series of concentric arcs of curved benches that encircle a recessed depression in the floor where a pair of acolytes slowly rake patterns into the coarse dust that fills this basin. There's a dense silence filling the room, and the passages that lead away from this area are all heavily curtained with a single hooded attendant barring the way to each. Any of this look familiar uh, from my dream? In your dream, there was a dais overlooking a... Is it is it like similar architecture or like I've... similar architecture? Yeah, different location probably. You didn't have that big assembly square out front, unless it's just on another angle of this building. But the architecture does definitely have similar features that you that you recall from your dream. Okay. Um, and are the acolytes hooded or? Just the people that are on either side. Just the people that are barring the uh, the door. The acolytes are just clad in simple dark gray robes with a few white uh, flashing on the belt at the neck. And they've got these just specially designed four-time heavy rakes. And they're carefully maneuvering whatever debris is held in this basin. You can go ahead and make a history check, see if you've heard of this before. All right. I don't see myself having come here often, so we'll see. 16. 16. DC was 15, so well done. This is called the dust pit. It's filled with fine fragments of bone that are collected from the remains of the deceased across conflux. And generally in those that adhere to the, the following of the Raven Queen is used as a means of focus and meditation. Uh, the, the acolytes rake patterns and those patterns are said to sometimes appear as needed in order to communicate the fate of whoever is observing and attempting to interpret them. You don't know if there's like a special technique to it or what or how you do that, but that's what they say. Okay. Uh, oh, and just just for uh, so you know, my raven's not on my shoulder right now. Okay. Um, so uh, 
but are there any windows into this place? There are a number of narrow kind of gothic arched windows, probably no more than two or three feet across at their broadest point. Okay. Um, I'll walk down to the edge of the dust pit. Okay. Um, see if I can get one of the acolytes' attention. All right. You step up and kind of raise a hand a little bit to the closest one who's raking. There's a flicker of movement just briefly as he kind of glances up at you, but then his eyes are straight back to his work and he gives just a a very faint shake of his head and goes back to it. Give me a perception check. (laughs) 13. You're pretty sure he's probably supposed to just be focused on what he's doing and not talk to people, which is when you feel something rub up against your leg. Down. You glance down to see a familiar pair of feline eyes as a grayish tabby cat looks up at you, sits down and starts washing behind its ear. What the hell are you doing here, Jinx? Is, is this the cat that I think it is? This is exactly the cat that you think it is. This is your sister's lost cat. Mm. Um, uh, I'll sit. I'll, I'll sit next to it and pick her, pick her up and move. So you reach out a hand, and as soon as you touch her back, the cat shies away, doing that sort of sideways dance, arched back thing that cats do. And it sits down very suddenly about three feet away from your fingertips and then starts to bite at its shoulder blades. Which is when the wings pop out. And you feel a faint touch of a gloved hand on your shoulder and a whisper in your ear. Lost things found, child. Take her with my blessing. Change the city. And you have your familiar. Awesome. Um, okay, yeah. That'll uh, move over, scritch Jinx's ear, and then uh, have them, I'll pick them up. Uh, uh, if they'll let me, because <laughs> it's a cat still. <laughs> right. Jinx seems That's a flirking. kind of like freaked out by the whole wings thing and doesn't doesn't yeah. really quite know what, what to do with that. And so you, you kind of, you, you, you pick her up and she sort Laughing of- Laughing like an awkward chicken. A little bit, you know, and then like kind of manages to get them settled and just sort of hunkers with this vaguely shell-shocked look on her face. <laughs> Your cat has become a Tresson. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of weird things have been happening to me, too, as I pet. And I go up to um, one of the hooded people at the door. Uh, they'll, they, maybe they'll be more apt to talk. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll ask, um, excuse me, is there, is there, uh, I can't remember... A uh, 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 Nielsen or an Eric's guard here. Those brothers are 
otherwise occupied today? Were they expecting your attendance? Probably not. Would you care to leave your name and your purpose? Um, yeah. Uh, my name's Royland, and I was just, uh, They, I was trying to just get in touch and, and thank them for something. I couldn't. I don't remember who exactly it was. I know I, it may have been one of those two. I didn't get their name when I met them, but uh, I just wanted to thank them for some words that they said at a at a funeral recently. Um, Understood. And if you come back. In two days' time, they may have a moment to spare for you. Okay. Uh, thank you. And I want my raven to fly in through one of the windows and land on my shoulder, and then I'll just leave. <laughs> so your, your familiar, your raven spirit, I should say, your other one comes in and just <laughs> lands on your shoulder. You can see there's a bit of reaction from the hooded individual. I was hoping. <laughs> right. I mean, he keeps it together. But somebody came in, a cat that they didn't know was here turned into a tressum, and then a raven just came in and landed on this motherfucker's shoulder after he asked for two of the ranking clergymen. You feel like you've at least first made an impression. Are, yeah, first impressions are important. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Things have definitely happened. I want interest to be piqued. Uh, and then, yeah, I'll leave and see. I'll, I'll just go to a corner and see what all I can learn with my familiar. Um, okay. I do have voice of the chain master, so. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'll eventually use that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, no, it's you, yeah. you 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 start familiarizing yourself with how a familiar works. Uh, it's, an, point, it's an experience. Yeah, at one point I'm in an alley and I have the cat looking at the tressum looking at me and it will say this is weird <laughs> in my voice. Right. <laughs> and, okay. Uh I, I guess now I have a way to communicate with Woten if I need to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, cat thing, go go find the one-eyed dwarf. Yeah. No, seriously. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the one-eyed dwarf. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I'll start walking back. Um, and I'll just have my... Uh, raven like flying above doing like a circle to see if major or Wotan are nearby uh, all right maybe I'll sounds good them. find yeah. the one-eyed dwarf is my sex pistols cover band <laughs> oh, of course it is i was thinking it'd be black and whatever <laughs> all right meanwhile 
floating. The north branch of the Reedy River begins to broaden and slow as the fens loom ahead of you. They're a maze of mud, rushes, grasses, and sedges that form this vast delta before plummeting through a broad gap in the rim wall into the void below. Give me a history check. Okay. 20. It's also widely known to be a haven for the Fenfolk, a subculture of scavengers, fishing clans, and other river people. They are very much insular, preferring to avoid contact, but definitely willing to viciously defend their territory if they have to. But this twisting labyrinth of channels narrows as you continue to follow the needle. They're now barely wider than the wave crest beam. Your visibility is practically zero. An ambush could lie in any direction, and the muddy water could conceal countless hazards. Thalia has picked a hiding spot where absolutely all factors are to her advantage. Uh, Give me a water vehicles check using your wisdom. That's one of my not bad ones. 11, as I roll shit, like usual. You slow your progress, trying to navigate as cautiously as possible as you continue to follow this, and then suddenly out of nowhere, a snare of sunken branches entangles the wave crest and halts your progress, just as you nose out into a small cove where a shack on stilts is covered at the far side in a heavy blanket of moss. Roll me a perception check. Six. Okay. I have one eye. That's true. (laughs) And... Okay. Uh, by the way, that's rolling publicly. Yes, yeah. it is. Because <laughs> I wanted to make sure that everybody knew I was telling the truth on this. You don't see anybody. And then two longbow shafts just thump, thump, one after the other right into the nose of the wave crest. And then very, with a, with a very brief pause, there's another as one lands directly behind you where you sit. Easy. I'm not here for the fight. Make a persuasion check at disadvantage. He says, as if they can hear him. I mean, that seems accurate. <laughs> I would actually like to, if I can, use Wotan's read to make that, to flatten that out. Okay. You absolutely can. check because I need less garbage rolls. 23. Good. I'm glad that I flattened that out. Did you also uh, include tw- do you are you proficient in, provi- in persuasion? Uh, I am not. So that oh, would okay. also so you don't you don't you don't get the double bonus. OK, uh, well, uh, and you can include twice your proficiency bonus. So that would be an extra four add to that. So it'd be 27, okay. 27. Right. <laughs> There's a moment and then you hear a rustle in the brush. 
and three individuals of some level of elvish nature step out, faces streaked with some level of mud, a pair of sabers on each of their backs, short blades, definitely better for use in heavy terrain like this, bordering on machete-esque design. Mm-hmm. And with longbows, half-drawn, all with an arrow on the string. Two of them just sort of step up, one towards the front of the boat, one towards the back. They draw back and just hold, aimed at you. As the seconds go by, you can see, you know, the, the tension definitely, those those arrow tips waver a bit, but they're not in any danger of letting loose without needing to. Mm-hmm. Whereas the third just sort of steps up, looks at you, gives a piercing bird call. At which point you hear just a single bell coming from somewhere in that shack. At that signal, the arrows relax. One of them goes over to a stump that's sort of half poked out and pulls on something and then dives into the water. And you can feel that pressure on on the prow of the wave crest vanish as this Elf just swims in a wide arc, more or less opening the gate to this cove. The other two climb on board the boat. One of them gives you a jerk of the head towards the shack. And pull the boat in towards the shore. There's a little parapet walkway down to a, a rough, rough but somewhat loose sandbank. One of them jumps out, takes a line, and moors the the wave crest for you. The other one disembarks and just cuts around the uh, the back of the shack somewhere. Woden pulls the arrows out of the boat and offers them to the lead elf. Gives you a half grin. Thanks. Takes them quivers them. If it'll make if it'll make you feel safer, he pulls the axe out of his belt and offers it just to handle forward. Grabs the handle, taps it in his palm, and then gives you a nudge with the blade up towards the stairs. Walks up just walks up towards the stairs. The door's not locked. In fact it's been left slightly open. You push it ajar. He faintly pushes it ajar, and as as he's pushing it ajar, which is with the back of his knuckle, just knocks three times. And as you step in to the dim light, first thing you see is a familiar length of red hair and a pair of green eyes above a ragged black cloth mask holding a crossbow pointed directly at you. It's been some time. Most would take a few barrels of flame and pitch as a fairly clear breakup notice, my love. 
she reaches up a hand to let the mask drop familiar face that you've seen many times before in many situations the only new thing is a livid fresh gash from the corner of her mouth granting her an agonizingly painful half smile barely even begun to heal maybe two days old at the most most would also have died in that mess hmm well I had some faith in you did you know? And what was the purpose of that? Ruin a job that could set us for life. There's some more lives than ours, love. <laughs> yes, there was the lives of our crew, and they're gone too now, aren't they? Mm-hmm. I'm not here to kill you. That's good, because I'd prefer not to try to kill you again, either. I want to know why. Hmm. Points to the injury on her face. Some of us have worse luck than others. (laughs) Taps the eye patch. Honestly, I thought I'd put that fire where you'd get to the water fast enough that you'd avoid that sort of thing. (laughs) Well, that wasn't the fire. Neither was this. So what happened? I got a gift from my employer for letting you vanish. He prefers his instructions be followed to the letter. Not one for allowing people to improvise much. Someone hired you to kill me. I suppose employer hire are the wrong terms to use. Generally, that only happens when someone's getting paid. With your life, I'm assuming, in that case. Not mine. Who's being held hostage then? I've looked at it all the ways I can, Wotan Love. That was the last thing I could do. And unless he gets tired, I don't see any way out of this. Well, Best perhaps- you just take what I gave you and go live the rest of your life cleared from my troubles. The problem with that is that both of us are far better off when the other one's around, now aren't we? I've survived something that should have killed me. You survived whatever's been being held over your head. Let's say we survive this too. Yellowies did have a silver tongue on you. But it's going to take a lot more than that to take this man down. I've got a lot more than just a silver tongue. Especially now. Pulls out a silverware kit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm willing to listen to your plan then. 
Tell me, Wolton Saltspray, Plague of the Waters. How exactly are you going to defeat and kill the ward captains of Fell Heights? <laughs> oh, now that's a challenge. But fortunately, I think it was going to have to happen anyway. She gives you a little bit of a raised eyebrow. He kind of taps the compass a little bit, and it um, begins to just to spin uh, as water begins to pour off the edges of it and just kind of slowly drip to the ground. The game's afoot, my dear. And I didn't survive that explosion by mundane means. And her demeanor kind of drops a little bit. You mean to tell me you're a fucking warlock? (laughs) Could you see anyone better for the job? (laughs) All right, I'll correct myself. I looked at it in every direction but one. (laughs) And you're in luck. Because the game for us is to overthrow the government and establish a new one. All right, now you're having me on. No. (laughs) I would not lie to you, at least about significant things. I make a jest occasionally, but you know me. (laughs) And you can see just a palpable level of relief drift over this very familiar face. She's never emotionally vulnerable in public, and even then only rarely around you. And this is significant to her. I can't leave the fens. Not at the present moment. It's the only thing. He's got people out there watching for me. And as soon as I come out, they'll take me back to him. And I'll get more jobs. And maybe he won't kill my nieces. Do I know the names of both of these nieces? This is the first time you've ever heard of her having relatives. I didn't know you had nieces. We talked to share a lot of things with you, but... Trust comes very slow in our line of work. That's fair. But as it turns out... (laughs) You never quite struck me as the... Marion settling down, building a house, meeting the neighbors type of of lad. I'm settling down, building a house. Why not a house that floats and moves around? (laughs) Makes it easier to change the neighbors. But at the very least, my job is eventually going to have to deal with the ward captains. And in particular, since I know you're going to ask, his name's Reinald Cledwin. What kind of shit is this man? He's 
Looking to play both sides of the board. Influence, political clout from his appointment. Money and knowledge and the ability to twist the underworld to his own fist from the other side of the line. <laughs> you say he's got scouts near here. Well, he's got connections in the Flood Watch, and they're always poking at the outskirts of the fens. But as while we're having this conversation, I'll do a little bit of scouting myself, he says, as he begins to slowly mutter under his breath as he holds the compass up, and he's going to take a minute and cast Flock of Familiars. Okay. <laughs> as two ravens and a squirrel appear. All right. You are... It's going to take you probably a little while to get them to the edges of the fens, but you'll be able to have them active for probably at least a good half hour of scouting so as they appear the two ravens on his shoulders and the squirrel in front of him he's Hugin, Munin take to the air, see what you can see Ratatosk, climb the buildings see what's around the squirrel chatters at you the ravens don't make a sound and just and after a moment there aren't any animals around you goddamn Disney princess <laughs> I am the all-father, thank you very much. <laughs> oh, Disney princess. Odin is, is totally a Disney princess. Uh-huh. <laughs> Absolutely a Disney princess. That's what it means that Marvel's owned by Disney, right? <laughs> but your familiars head out, beginning to make their way through this maze of marshlands. I'll keep an eye out and do a little bit of scouting for me while we have this talk. What else do you need to know, love? You said he works of the Fell Heights. Hmm. How did uh, he get a hand on your family? He's not exactly the bragging and sharing the entire plan during his monologue type. My guess is bits of information trickle their way up the chain and once they put a few pieces together and saw him an opportunity. Well, fortunately... I and six companions of the Hawkshead Compact will be able to uh, likely find what we need to deal with him. He's got three legions, love. It's gonna take, I mean... And not a one of them can do the kind of magic we can. No, I'm sure not. But they're better armed and armored than almost anybody in the city. And... 
When is the last I, time I fought a fair fight? Cheating might cut his numbers in half, and that's still plenty to grind anybody into the dust. <laughs> but I'll see, I'll see what you can, you're capable of. I'll see what you can do. And between all of us, maybe we can come up with a marginally effective plan that doesn't end up with two little girls with their heads on spikes out in front of Hightower. Yeah, your, your mic switched, by the way, Jack. Boo hiss. Is that any better? Mm, no. Still sounds like it's the out. So still sounds like it's the wrong mic. Now we can't hear now, you. Now you're muted. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How about now? That's better. Yep. Well, you are always the one who is best at planning. Now you've got some extra variables to toss in. You always bring me the best problems. I like to think this time I'm bringing you a possible solution. <laughs> oh, every solution's a problem if you look at it right. <laughs> Not every problem's a solution if you got the right tools. <sighs> Fair enough. Now enough with the bloody wordplay. Where can I meet you? Where can I find you if I need to send a message? Uh, find me at the Hawkshead house and you'll rattle off the where in nice font that the house is, is at. Should have known you'd end up washed downstream on the south branch. Mm. That's a fun choice of words you chose there. <laughs> well, we've got enough supplies here for a few more days at best. And then I'll have to make my way outside if we're going to stay with our noses above water, as it were. Jade coin. Not a ton of merchants setting up shop inside the fence. That's fair. Don't worry about me that way. Let me know if someone needs to disappear. I can do that. Good to see your face again. It's good to see yours. And she'll pass the rest of the time telling you pretty much anything else you need to know. She does not have a ton of information other mm -hmm. than Cledwin is powerful, ruthless, has a large amount of manpower at his command, and is very well all of whom are f very well armed armored and trained um the one bit of sort of knowledge that she can she can give you about him is that she's fairly certain he spent some time at the academy marshal just by the way he carries himself and the way she's seen him kill people mm -hmm. um does she know what he is, like race-wise? Human. Human, okay. Mm -hmm. Wotan is just more than happy just to kill the time until the familiars return, okay. uh, having, having gotten, just because 
first time he's seen his significant other in since since he was blown up so right. basically uh, yeah <laughs> since his life entirely altered um the familiars uh come back every once in a while while you're having this conversation you're getting those those visual sentence senses um and it's a little weird to go from one eye vision to two eye vision back to one eye vision um but you adapt to it fairly quickly. Most of the things and people they see are very obviously other fen folk um, until they get to the exterior of the fens, which probably takes them about 20 minutes or so. Mm -hmm. um, at least the ravens. Ratatosk is going to be a while um, because he doesn't do water nearly as well. Um the ravens pick out a number of vessels near the exterior. There is some traffic that happens on either side of the fens along the Halidors and Cryptward shores, uh, but most of the boat traffic stops pretty close to uh, to where the fens begin. There's a couple of of floodwatch vessels out there, mostly small cutters, uh, quick, quicker, faster boats and the like. Um, none of them seem to be doing anything particularly suspicious. Uh, most of them seem to be either taking channel soundings, checking for, for various routes and navigational features that may have changed, that sort of thing. All, all, the, all the basic sort of things that, that an institution would have to do in order to make sure that a delta area navigable water remains navigably safe mm -hmm. um but their their presence is definitely there interesting so by the time the familiars are done with their job um he kind of looks back at thalia and of course if you ever need a distraction to help get out and find supplies I can do a little bit of that myself as well, especially if it's your face that people are going to be looking for. She kind of pulls the mask back up. Been thinking about cutting my hair off. <laughs> he uses the mask of many faces to look like her. I, like I said, I can do a distraction. <laughs> we might need to use that for some other things. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. That's that's it's that's one of Heaton's specialities. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an illusion. Eddie. For now, I don't know what kind of tricks I'll learn as I get stronger, but <laughs> right then. Well, if anything happens, or if it gets to the point where we need your backup and assistance. I'll send you a note. Glad to hear from you. Anytime. All right. I should probably get back and see to the others. Hi. If there's warlocks running around, they need as much of a babysitter as they can get, probably. <laughs> Fortunately, we've got the locksidon for that part. <laughs> 
Oh, good. Because if you're in charge of the children, they're all going to be grow up to be cutthroats. Is that a bad thing? <laughs> well, not what every mother wants. <laughs> I'll see you later, my love. Fair winds to you. Kind waters to you. Which is when we shift back to the library. Mm. Woo! So, uh, yeah. Do one more thing. Yeah. While everyone, are, while everyone's reading things, uh, I need to head out to wherever um, the school messaging service is. I mean, there's a number. The school doesn't necessarily have a messaging service. I'm That's, assuming they have access to mail that goes out. There, there are couriers nearby. Yes, that's what I need to do. Yeah. Um, I sort of pulled pulled some papers and pens uh, from my bag and quickly jotted down a message uh, to. Um, three messages, one to eat, one to two of my siblings, whichever one is the one next to me and whichever one is the youngest, okay. and one to my father. Okay. All of them say the same thing. Retirement might be in our future as the 51st game comes again. Signed, BZ. Okay. Uh, that will run you eight copper each. Done. And they will get those scribed and delivered. <laughs> At this point, it's starting to grow later in the day. The library is closing down. Wotan eventually emerges from the fens, and if you guys have just retreated to the wharf, he will spot you, and I assume pick you back up as he exits. I one thing I wanted to do before I left the library. Okay. If, if I haven't left yet. You um, haven't quite left yet. Okay. I did want to just take a moment and cast detect thoughts and just sort of scan the area um, to check to make sure that our questions and what we've been asking has not aroused any sort of it to see if it's been noted or anything. I'm just curious. Okay. Um. So I'm shifting around um, on basically kind of everyone in the vicinity until okay. unless anything catches my interest. Um, so the, the main things you start to hear are the sort of thoughts that you'd expect from either staffers or researchers or students in a library. Mm -hmm. Nobody, as you make your way through each mind that you can touch within your range, you know, and walking up and down quietly the the various rows, because you do need to have eye contact for that yep. sort of thing. Um, doesn't seem like it's aroused any suspicion. 
Um, you guys have been talking in more or less library appropriate voices because Balana's a professional. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there definitely hasn't been much that it seems in the way of being overheard. Um, and of course, it's highly unlikely that anybody could overhear you magically unless they were a warlock, which, you know. Mm-hmm. While there's a number of you in the city, the, the odds of just randomly stumbling into one in a public place are still fairly small. Yeah. Um, most of it seems to be either historical or conceptual slash theoretical in nature. Okay. And the only things that sort of catch your attention are, you know, the, the occasional mental grousing of one of the librarians at something that was not put back in the right place or something that was obviously touched by someone who had not wiped their hands after lunch or that sort of thing. <laughs> yep. Yep. Ew, it's sticky. Why? Yep. Um, and Bolana herself, because we were kind of conversing more with her. Mm-hmm. Does that um, kind of along the same lines? Balana thinks you guys are just have have stumbled across some interesting information and are academically intrigued by the concept of the existence of said phenomena. Okay. Um, she's yeah, she's she's not really drawing too many conclusions. Um you occasionally get the sort of, I try not to think too hard about what Heaton does most of the time. Um, Silently agree. Yes. All right. Oh so yeah, she's, she's, y'all's a bunch of judgy motherfuckers is all I'm saying. <laughs> it's not Some people judgy if just aren't things that you have explicitly informed us of. <laughs> Yes. But making an informed decision based on the reports of the person <laughs> the thing. <laughs> all right. But all of you managed to finish your objectives and turn your feet slash boats slash whatever uh, homeward as the day uh, begins to draw to a close. Diamond, you were in Stormways. Did you have anything else there or elsewhere that you were going to do uh, before you got back to the Hawkshead? Mm, I thought about something, but I have something else in mind. Okay. Yep. All right. So as the day finishes, um, Major, are you going back to the clinic or what? Mm-hmm. Guess I'm probably going back to with to Hawkshead for now. Okay. Mecha's getting really sick of being teleported around the city because people won't let her do her fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like your patron doesn't follow the social order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, getting that sense. Um <laughs> Yeah. All right. So the evening of the 19th draws to a close as everybody eventually meets back up at the Hawkshead house. All right. Now, Uh, Heaton, I've got some questions for you. Sure, but we've also got some information for you guys. Interesting. Let's have food and talk. Sure. 
I still have pastries left over. Yeah. I wouldn't eat those this late. They are a little oh. hard. What? <laughs> Why not? Some of us the care. Hidden. Some of us care more about the health of our colon than others. I feel like Diamond's mom forced her to have dinner first before she left. Oh yeah, no. Di- yeah. Diamond was at least forced one meal. <laughs> oh my god, go! No, you'll eat first. And and probably a basket of something to take back. Okay, cool. I, I, I've got I've got hot food. Hot food is good. Hey, Diamond, Diamond puts a basket on the table and just pulls out a brisket. <laughs> Done. Oh wow! <laughs> right there we so, go. We have food. Uh, Heden, what can you tell me about a ward captain? I'm assuming you seem to know. You seem to have good connections in the government officials, from what I from what I can tell. Do you happen to know a ward captain by the name of Reinald Cledwin? Do I happen to know a ward captain by the name of Reinald Cledwin? Make a history check. Do I have any advantage or no? Uh, your DC is lower because of who you are. Does an 11 work? An 11 tells you, uh, you know a couple things. Um, one of the probably five captains is stationed in Fell Heights. Uh, considered very effective. Um, tends to do things by the book for the most part. Um, very... Not impulsive, but determined and tends to tends to be a man of action. Likes to likes to be in the thick of things. Um yeah. An utterly boring individual that likes to wave his sword shaped dick around. <laughs> or was it dick shaped sword? We can't remember. <laughs> he needs to be dealt with. He's a conniving bastard who thinks he can rule the underworld, apparently. I mean, isn't it inherently dealing with the ward captains part of our goal regardless? Oh, absolutely, but him in particular. This guy. I mean, he's in he's in Fell Heights, which means that he's one of the more difficult ward captains to get close to, considering that... I, 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 Fell Heights is like the seat of the government, isn't it? Oh yeah. Yeah. Considering that's the seat of the Council of Lords, uh, I mean, I can get us. I can get into Felheit easily enough. My family estate is there, but uh, as to getting close to or towards him, he's not one of the people that, shall we say, enjoys life. <laughs> How about disgrace and revealing corruption? Because I happen to know that he has a very heavy-handed approach when it comes to the criminal underworld. You'll have to have way, way more disgraceful stuff than that. (laughs) That's not news. You saw how they arrested that. You saw how they invaded that house we were at. (laughs) Like, you're going to have to have caught him with his pants down ankle deep in a fish. (laughs) (laughs) That could be arranged. For disgrace to be a thing. That could probably be arranged if all if all things needed to be done. And I don't mean like and, and I don't mean like a water ganasi. I mean like an actual like a sea bass or something. <laughs> I, I gathered your meaning. There's no non-painful way to do that. <laughs> or summon a magic fish. <laughs> but he needs to be dealt with, and from what 
you've told me it sounds like he's trying very hard to to hide the fact that he likes to get paid from the official and unofficial methods. Jack, how easy would it be to 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 like uh, in my mind from just from what I've experienced thus far, it seems like that wouldn't be enough to rid him of his position. You would have to have some pretty compelling evidence, and by pretty compelling, I mean legitimately undeniable evidence that he is actively encouraging and overlooking economically damaging criminal behavior and personally profiting thereby before anybody's even going to think about it. Yeah, you would need... You would need to have documented evidence of him writing in his diary, knowing that it's him and not anyone else faking his handwriting, saying, my God, I love screwing over the city so hard by allowing criminal elements to operate under my watch and give me a cut. And it would have to be undeniably him writing this in his diary. Well... I suppose that gives us something to look out for. And then. even then, some people might just sort of kudos, you know? Depending. Well, that, cer- that certainly gives me something to look for. Then. There's, there's a reason why I was never interested in taking my father's seat. <laughs> You're more experienced in this. Would there be a different... I can't hear you, Aaron. Sorry. Hmm. Uh, Keaton, you're experienced with these things, would there be a different approach that might unseat someone of his standing? Can I think of anything off the top of my head, Jack? That would make an intelligence check. Mm. Other than getting me into bed with him? (laughs) No, that damage is your other client. 16. (laughs) Yeah, no. uh... Um, If you're interested in just getting him out of power finding political rivals and empowering them as much as possible so that they can use their already existing influence in the effort. Um, That's potentially effective if you can make it happen, but not super quick. Um, They're sneaking in and murdering him. Um, That's, that's, potentially very effective and efficient, although slightly much more hazardous. Um, There's also making things in his jurisdiction so unmanageable that they have to sack somebody and you've got a one in five chance that it's him. So, couple of things. Understanding that it is our long-term goal, apparently, to destabilize and replace the government as a whole. Uh, Prior to that, we could empower one of the other guard captains or someone vying for his particular position uh, to sort of give them a political boost, as it were, uh, to help them vie for and potentially overthrow, uh, claiming that position for themselves politically, uh, which would be an ask and be a long-term solution, but it wouldn't be very quick. Uh, Liberally applying 
uh, a pointed object into and out of his kidneys over and over again while he's sleeping would be a quicker one. Wow. But more hazardous. Uh, uh, and uh, possibly just as hazardous, but maybe slightly more fun and interesting, raising hell in fell heights until somebody gets paid, f- until somebody gets sacked for it. And then if it's not him, just keep doing it. <laughs> they fired the wrong guy. Work harder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds to me as if just in terms of example, our best case scenario is that there might be some sort of up and coming guard captain who might be looking to take up, take over a position in the wards who for our own personal benefit thinks that the government has been doing a shite job and might need some major changes. And if you could perhaps arrange for this person in particular to be the person that gets credit for busting up criminal operations in Fell Heights that the existing uh, captain should have been a, should have been aware of, but his negligence meant that it went untreated until such a time as someone else more worthy of the position was able to discover and right those very criminal wrongs, that's a really good way to catapult someone else's career. I feel like there's some kind of candidate that we can probably find. Oh, easily enough. I've slept with three of them, probably. Oh, I was thinking of you. Me too. (laughs) Wotan starts to laugh just a little bit. Excuse me while I wipe this taste out of my mouth. Uh, that's that was my thought as well. I didn't think that would appeal to you. No, I mean, think about it this way: we need to empower someone whose incentive will ultimately not be to hold on to that power, and without prying, you by being here have a more significant vested interest in flutter of cantrip than in in the power that you probably could have inherited anyways. You are right, and it upsets me how right you are. (laughs) Good job, Major. Do it, and I apologize deeply. Yes, I could enter into the political arena. I mean, the other option is the person that we try and get to rise for us doesn't necessarily have to be someone who doesn't want to hold on to his power. He could want more power in the new government that we plan to establish. Yeah, but it's harder to manipulate people into acting correctly, and if he's not charismatic enough, it won't come across right, and there are way more ways it can go wrong if we pick up a random person than the person who can lie magically and be believed no matter what he says. Exactly. I don't I don't see why you're having a pr- I'm trying problem. trying to help you out of this, and yeah. you just keep digging yourself in. I know, but the problem is I'm thinking like I was trained to think. <laughs> What about your friend, Aurelia? Which one? The loud one. Uh, oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> but he'd already... Did, did you say he'd already... He already wanted to help us? 
Oh, God. Yes, um, he is the exemplary, <laughs> subtle, and deceptive sort. I have got. <laughs> yes, that. Was that sarcasm, Major? I think that's the first I've heard that from you. <laughs> <laughs> that does. I find that it is sometimes a more effective way to con- convey to someone how stupid their own th- plans are. <laughs> Aww. So yes, you should absolutely eat nothing but butter for a week. You will be fine. <laughs> so that's oh a brilliant idea. <laughs> Me entering politics aside, we did have other information that's important that needs to be shared. Yes. Quickly change the subject. More about the objects. So. Um, uh, the, the objects that we were told, told about are called the Fey Antiquities. Uh, yes, they date from the mid to late 40th cycle, mm-hmm. and, uh... Anyone happen to yeah. know how far back that would be? It's, it, it tracks with, with what the crystal, the individual in the crystal said. A long hey, time uh, ago. So, does anyone have any number of years? No. <laughs> okay. Anywhere from 100 to 10,000. Good to know. Did we get, did we get years? When we were looking at things, because we we learned like, we learned that cycles are hard to calculate because they are literally the time between each game, and yeah, so that, that can be which varies widely. I knew, yeah, I knew that part. I didn't know if we had gotten any closer in the library because we weren't like we weren't asking specifically about dates. So. Yeah, you weren't asking specifically about dates. Yeah, that's, okay. that's why I wasn't anywhere between a hundred years and ten thousand years. So you know, more that, than a hundred. You know, it's definitely more than a hundred. That's why I said between a hundred. <laughs> been like ten cycles since then. A hundred and one. Um, Jack, what? It's been about thirty the, cycles since then. Thirty cycles. First one yeah. I was alive for being like first one health age. I was gonna say, yeah, you're like four hundred and some years old, so you would have been alive for. I think I love my notes. I have. I love that you have a history of cycles. Yeah, it's really useful for stuff like this. Mm-hmm. I'll be asking these weird questions. It is. Um, I think the one that you were the first one that you recall would have been the seventy sixth. All right. Does Major happen to recall the objective of that particular game? It, Make a history really- check. <laughs> if, I'm just if Major curious. wants to know I'm just curious me personally I, I'm gonna make the check because I feel like it may end up being asked now but history your, your DC Four. is 20 yeah oh. no <laughs> but Major will well if it helps the 76 or 77 whichever one Jack just said 76 was about 400 years back, and while that does not give you an average time between cycles, it tells you that it's significantly more than that. Yeah. Over 400 years ago. We're looking yeah. for the Mist's Embrace, which is the cloak that I saw, uh, the Weird Thorn, which is a sword that is apparently poisonous, so, Wotan, that might be right up your alley of contacts. Um, Agony's Limb, which is a staff uh, that I'm kind of interested in seeing. Uh, the Everbloom Lily, which is a wand in the shape of a flower in some sort of magic containment vessel. 
storage. Uh, the visage sepulchral, which is the mask. Also a thing I'm interested in seeing. Uh, the briar weave raiment, which is a robe. And the luck stone, which is a necklace. Presumably a stone in the necklace that is lucky. And they're all powerful and dangerous. And also um, probably not in the same place anymore. We do know that Ragon Tonith, the guy who would talk to us through the crystal, was originally from either Twilight's Web or Shadow Shades, which might be good places to start looking, but... Yes. I mean, that makes sense, considering that's where we found the crystal. Mm -hmm. Twilight's Web has an entrance into the Undergrass. Um, So do Shadow Shades. As does Shadow Shades. Shadow Shades, however, also has... Um, uh, Shadow Shades has a couple minor ones, but not a not a significant one. Shadow yes. Shades was, was where I go to see my contact, though, isn't it? Yes, but he does not live in the Undergrass. Yeah, yeah. it but is. Near, he knows what goes on in the Undergrass. It <laughs> is bit. near, though, one of the entrance an entrance in Candlespark, which yes. is important. Um, and it's one I've been to before, probably. Um, you've been to, you've been to the one in Candlespark, yes. Yep. Um, it's also where, uh, the Fountain of the Cup is. So there's a connection to another past gate, great game. Right. Does anyone know anything more about the 81st game? Do I know anything about the 81st game? Uh, having gone to the, ma- having gone to the Magisterium. Yeah. Or the, the, uh. Same. Whatever I'm wondering means. if any of those. UK's- games- you can you can give me uh, history checks there. Okay. Um, what would have been the earliest game that I can remember as being only 172? 172 would probably put you roughly around. Uh, I would put you roughly around 83. 83. So that would have been. I would have missed the 81st game by a few years. Yeah. yeah. I like how my modifier is only one lower than Aurelius. Aurelius. <laughs> but I rolled a 10. <laughs> I also rolled a 10. My modifier is one lower than yours. <laughs> I rolled a natural 20. Yes. What do yep. I know? All right. Tell me your secrets. So the 81st game uh, ended when the winning compact found an ordinary pewter cup in a dusty wardrobe somewhere in Shadow Shades. Uh, Aurelia, you know that the cup was not magical or unique in any way. Mm -hmm. Uh, There there was no indicator that it was particularly special. Um, The only thing on it was the maker's mark from a tinsmith who worked in Donbreeze and operated a shop there. Uh, after the game concluded, it was eventually discovered by a printer's apprentice just sitting on the edge of a fountain there in Shadow Shades, uh, who founded a religion around it, like you do. Yep. Um, the winning compact, nobody remembers who they were, what their names were, and they all vanished afterwards. Uh, nobody really knows why or how or in relation to what. Um, and now it's a cult. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Which, I mean, could be nothing because the pyramid are are nonsense. So. I mean, not any more nonsense than anything else in this world. I started doing magic three days ago. (laughs) My point is proven. (laughs) I'm not entirely sure. I don't think there is a point. Oh, it really is a nihilist. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's working. Yep. The point is that we've got a job to do and we need to figure out how we're going to do it. So... I think the Fey Antiquities will help us overthrow... Like, overthrowing governments is... Yes, if if nothing else, the if nothing else... If nothing else, the antiquities will serve as personal equipment that'll be effective and symbols to rally a, re- a revolution behind. Yeah. Uh... On a more mundane note while we're talking about the library, is it possible those libraries might contain the text of spells. Major holds up an old book. I tried. I say holding up my book. No. <laughs> it was all theory and and I feel yeah. like I feel like that's gonna be a real treasure hunt, all things considered. I'll let you copy anything you want out of mine though. <laughs> <laughs> actually have a ritual spell John? Yes, I have two. I have I have Tensor's floating disc and identify. I can offer the same. Um, we just need no, we just need a, we just need a hundred gold each for the two for the yeah, two ritual yeah. spells. That's gonna be expensive. <laughs> um, two I warlock mean, sharing go, spells. Go, go kill a hundred undead in that graveyard. There you go. <laughs> well, yeah, that hasn't come up I'm yet, trying. and I'm waiting my turn. <laughs> I remember the plot point. Of gold. <laughs> I need to go and talk to my aforementioned very loud friend to see if I can get some so we can continue with um, getting my weapon built. Heaton had a very amused look on his face until you said weapon built. And then he goes, oh, that's what you mean by get some. Never mind. No, yes. Heed a more group-friendly way of retrieving currency. No offense to the three that actually have profession, the other three with professions, so the thief, thief, the pirate, and the sex worker. Uh, the, the thief, the pirate, and the sex worker is my Tinker Tailor Soldier f- spy fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is, I did encounter up in, um, oh, what was that name? Cryptward. Uh, graveyards looking for those who might exterminate those risen after their time. Jack? Yeah? How easily would I be able to catapult a Slayer of the Undead into a political position? <laughs> I mean, it's not nothing. 
Why are you bringing up things that I can use to help work our stupid replacing the guard captain plan? It's not a stupid plan. I mean, it might not set you that far apart, but it's definitely something to put on your resume. It helps with it helps counteract the sex worker aspect of my background. Potentially. Won't seem oh. like such a noodle if yes. you something to that. You are doing, <laughs> still doing a lot of voting. When you return to that point, I have more to say on it. But well, that no, is no. one way of getting wealth that we can all collectively participate in that's not just an individual specialty. Not intending to dig you any deeper, Hayden, because you seem to be doing a great job of doing that to yourself. Fell Heights is specifically the ward where the government sits, so replacing a guard captain in there is probably even more valuable. I know. I know. Agreed. <laughs> Additionally, if we are thinking about how overthrowing governments ends up happening. I've got a friend I can go talk to. Time. And not through such overhaul. GM, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think he's like you correct me, so I'm pausing. Um, what was the previous statement that I might need to correct you I haven't you lived through a ple- previous revolution. Oh, yeah, no, you have not. Okay, I nope. thought so, but I was pausing. Yep. For for you to go no no, that's <laughs> no not you, the plot. You you uh, you yeah. have you have not lived through a previous revolution. This this current government has been in place for well over two millennia. That yeah I okay I I remembered right. But what I can tell you is that change and radicalism are measured and only so useful as are the tools of violence. We will inevitably need both interim and structures that maintain after a fall and a shift. And nothing in our order indicated that it had to be a bloody bloody reconstructure. That is also the case, and usually more people are happy and alive if it's not. Diamond, you immediately hear in your ear, boring. That's all. But (laughs) we could consider if we are looking to position individuals such as Heaton or such as others in positions of power, what organizations might end up rallying behind them and ultimately being useful to maintain a level of stability in whatever transition we end up in. I've got a friend who's probably got a lot of insight on what might be necessary for a radical change of government. I mean... I would not trust that one, but I understand and the benefit. I also have... I mean, it seems to be his degree of Education. I also have a friend who could offer some insight into people that I know I could probably get behind me, and in front of me, and underneath me, and on top of me, in a variety of different positions. Yeah, 
did our mandates because I, as a player, was not here for the section. Specifically, state install democracy or just install a different regime. A different regime. Okay, so he. All you have to do is overthrow the government and establish. A a new new one. One. I'm just saying that the gov. Everyone would be a lot happier if the repressed sex workers of Conflux were in charge of the government. <laughs> are the sex workers really the ones who are repressed? In certain sections, yes. Oppressed, maybe. Oppressed, yes. Oppressed. So. I think oh, oppressed is the word you're looking for, and I would argue it's relevant to oh, this. Oh, oh, the oppressed. The oppressed. Uh, yeah. uh, sex workers of conflict. So, so yes, Heaton sex worker government is is actually a possibility. So I'm not going <laughs> to say anything. About that. Sorry, Aaron is trying to character barrier, but didn't know things. It's all good. Yeah. Where well, did I tell the fourth the guilds as holding a level of trust within the city that is not entirely dependent on the lords. Well, let's let's go down the list of what each of us individually might have a sort of sphere of influence that we might be able to affect. I've got a certain amount of ability to impact and sway the criminal underworld, which is just as relevant as any official capacity when it comes to governments. Don't don't lie to me. Um, <laughs> our Loxodon our lovely healer has a certain amount of ability to influence the guilds. Especially if Diamond could assist me with that. Indeed. Slowly, so measuredly, not overtly. We got two we got two guilders. Um someone who works with the the more mundane downtrodden, shall I say, I say looking at Cole. Those who those whose criminal activity only goes as far as stealing food, I feel. No, I don't even really have very much pull with them. (laughs) (laughs) But you could, is what I'm saying. I I know one person. You you exist you exist within that field, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Someone who works among the academics and scholars, I say, pointing at Aurelia. I mean, I do that too. And someone who works among high society. I can always talk to Nordal. And an inn among the guard, strictly speaking. Yeah, I can always talk to Nordal and see if she has not Actually, Nordal might have some information on your guard captain, too. Now I think mm-hmm. about it. She's my mentor and Conflux's most successful escort. Interesting. How many of us have heard of Conflux's most successful escort? Yeah. Make a history check. The kind of thing that would come up. Sure. Let's do it. Seven. (laughs) Twenty-two. Former customer of Nordal right there. Natural (laughs) twenty. It's the the first line in my my allies and organizations part of my bio, Jack, although I've already told you about Nordal, so. You have told me about Nordal. Okay. Uh, let me let me go through the people who have heard. Uh, Aurelia, you've heard of a individual, yes, who, I mean, you didn't think much of it at the time. I remember, but... the, I remember the rhyme now, fuck. 
Yeah. <laughs> but there was a turtle named Nordle. Yep. <laughs> yep. And she was apparently in, in significant demand. Um, yeah, that was that was a thing. Uh, Woten remembers the rhyme. <laughs> oh, Nordle the turtle. Jesus fuck. <laughs> Who's Jesus? Major. <laughs> you had a very well-spoken female turtle patron your clinic at one point. Over a course of probably six months for uh, just a, a series of medical consultations uh, regarding turtle reproduction, uh, which has its own kind of unique thing to it uh, in which they generally only reproduce literally five years before they die. Um, and yeah. Nope. You remember you remember Madam Nordle. It would love it would be lovely to catch up with Madam Nordle again if you are so inclined. It's been a while since I've talked to her, but she was my mentor. So, Nordle the Turtle. That is quite the mentor you've had. Oh, yeah. Only learn from the best. I say, waving my tail over my shoulder. <laughs> Can't fault you. So we got any other character of mine would go cough silver spoon cough. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I'm not used to playing a polite old lady. <laughs> so we've got a variety of avenues to follow through, is what I'm saying. I love how I finally found the thing that put Woten on the back on his back foot. <laughs> but no, you I think you are right that. That might be a avenue to take this. And I think each of us working together to help each of us pursue our advancement within the fields that we can gain influence to gather followers, to gather allies and create this revolution, peaceful or violent, however, whichever is most viable, is probably going to be our best bet. Oh, I imagine that she she might have information about some old I wonder what the I wonder what the oldest game that she ever lived through was. Do I know roughly how long turtles live? Me a either nature or medicine check. Oh well fuck you guys. <laughs> when it would really make sense that I just know something. Sure. I mean, with an eight, that's enough. <laughs> that's still enough. But yeah. yeah, no, you're 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 familiar with the the lifespan of the average turtle. Does the player have to look that up? They live thousands of years. Okay. They're Elfie. Got it. Jesus. They're they're like real life tor like real life turtles. They live forever. Tortoises. They're like <laughs> elves because yeah. we're in D and D, but okay. 
Uh, no, actually, they don't. They live Do about they? 50 years. Do they? I thought I thought they lived they, longer than that. Way longer. No. no. Mm -mm. Never mind them. They might in magic. They might not in D&D magic. And Gordles are magic gathering grace, right? Uh, there are a variety of turtle people in magic, but not turtles specifically. Never turtles. mind. Aaron knows nothing about this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Turtles, turtles by themselves are D&D. There are turtle people in magic, but not turtles. Yep. No, they've, they've got about the same lifespan as your average half That, that must have changed as a fifth edition then, because they live longer in 3.5. <laughs> I think everyone lived longer in 3.5, aside from like one or two. Yeah, aside from, aside from humans, it's fair, yeah. 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 Anyways. So we have options. What do we want to do? Uh, so uh, actually, I uh, just shifting shifting to from. I think I'm I'm definitely up for going and killing some skeletons and zombies because I have a lot of sudden onset tension that I need to relieve. <laughs> I could I could help clean out some skeletons. I never fought a skeleton, but we, yeah. You and me, Diamond. Okay. High five. I get I get the feeling that my patron is kind of in on this too. <laughs> Most hesitant high five. <laughs> Appreciate it. It was not a task I was inclined to attempt alone, but as a group, it seems like a reasonable activity. <laughs> Yay, activities! What not, to mention, not to mention, in Cryptward, when the dead walk, that's usually a good place and time for things that are less than legal going unnoticed because people are too busy worrying about the zombies. So it's a good way to make cash legally and illegally. And if the dead are walking, magic's happening, there might be some magic items there. Let's also just be very aware that we do eventually have to pay our landlord. Yes. That too. Right. Record keeping. An amount. A minimum of 60 gold. Yes. And, and specifically a percentage of what we bring in to a minimum of 60 gold. Yeah. Mm -hmm. no, Which is why I don't fucking live here. <laughs> Sorry, Major doesn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with some plans underway, people will eventually be drawing towards bed, I assume? Yep. Yeah. Um, Diamond walks up to Cole and says, um, hey, Cole, can I, can I talk to you in private about something? Put down Jinx. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Cole walked in with a cat with wings. I don't know if anybody noticed that, but yeah, oh. and he was feeding it. He was feeding it part of that brisket too. <laughs> That's good. Uh, cute cat. Uh, not the strangest thing I've seen today. Uh, it is for me. I watched it grow the wings. Oh, we also watched Korshana turn that imp into a thing. So. 
It's called a quasit. Quasit, yeah. Oh, was that today? Yeah, that was still today. Yes, that's still today. <laughs> that <was a> long day. <laughs> long day. Uh, yeah, can I just, uh, like, on the roof? Can we go to the roof? That seems like the quietest place. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Diamond and Coke <clears throat> on the roof. Diamond right. and coal sitting in a tree. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Cole, you're really good at sneaking and getting into places, right? Not bad at it. <clears throat> I'm not Koroshana. So, <laughs> I'm also pretty loud. Um, yeah. Which is why. I would like your help going back to the place where the crystal was and seeing if we can get it. Uh, okay. Um. Cause like there's other warlocks and well, maybe the dream road compact is cool people and they won't go back. Maybe other warlocks might know about it and might be making their way down there right now. I don't trust it sitting there by itself. Me either. Um, as we I, as we strike sand of the crystal. <laughs> um, but if we're if just me and you go down there. We would need if if another group like what happened before came down while we were down there. They might not be as nice or up to term or up for terms as the first group was. But if if it's all clear and nobody's around, yeah, no, like we can get it off quickly. May maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. Oh doing this at night and being very cautious about it but if nobody's down there and assuming we know what's in there. there it's assuming it's still there right yeah I can find out yeah you can shit magic that's right uh, yeah <laughs> I, I can send jinx I can do the same thing with my raven that I can how long would that take? Which Jinx is currently, Cole, pawing at your bag and emitting a sort of, you know how cats will sort of yeah. do that throat growl when they're not happy? Yeah. I'll, I'll open my bag and tip it on its side and let Jinx <laughs> dig around and see what they're after. Jinx just swats those imp tails off to one side like they're still alive and just bristles at them. <laughs> I forgot I had those. I'm going to try to sell those later. <laughs> yeah, get some more coin. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, how long would it take Jinx to find out? We Could we go there? right now and have Jinx do some scouting? Uh, how, it's in shadows, or 
in Shadow Shades. If you guys took a coach, it would probably cost you about two silver to get there. Okay. Uh, how long would it take with my City Secrets thing to get there? If you were going on foot? Yeah. If you're going on foot with your City Secrets thing, you could probably make it in about four hours. Okay. If you take so a coach, it's probably going to be about hour and a half, two. Okay, yeah. So we either lose out on a night's sleep or half a night's sleep. Um, I've got I've got some silver from working earlier. I can I can pitch that. Um, okay, um, but yeah, I could. Hmm. Yeah, we can do that. Do you have like if it's there? Do you have like a crowbar or something? That we can use to I uh have some, snap it off. I have some of my dad's tools that I may or may not have taken without his permission. Um it's called borrowing. I do it all the time. I just <laughs> well, forget to give it back. Yeah. I uh I don't normally borrow that often. So uh but yeah I've you got it more that makes sense. <laughs> I just I really I really didn't like leaving that crystal there. So if we could do that, I would. Yeah, let's go. I've got like, and Dunn puts on her backpack and she's just like, okay, let's go. Go get a coach. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll leave the imp tails where they are. So in this, in this, they'll dry out in the sun in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> then- the roof is like coals, like, this this is my room. This is my workshop. <laughs> my workshop. <laughs> uh, and no a workshop that you have to be careful on, or you might fall off and break your ankles. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Any workshop is like that. Those imp tails are going to get eaten by a bird who is then going yeah. to die of poisoning. <laughs> There's going to like be a bunch of dead birds all around the house tomorrow. <laughs> uh huh. And then next it will attract something bigger, and this is how you escalate that's, and end that, up with a... <laughs> That's not an omen at all. <laughs> um, how did you guys end up with a basilisk problem? <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, the, the most imp tails per- <laughs> led to the dead birds, and the dead the birds per- led to the dead Most perplexed dogs. exterminators for in birds, <laughs> For some reason, birds just started dying around here. <laughs> <laughs> the hawks had houses cursed. Whoopsies. Hey, landlord, can we negotiate a new deal? Because apparently our house is cursed and is drawing basilisks. Is it haunted? Because we can make a killing off of uh, letting people go into Ghost a haunted tours. house. Ghost tours. That's how we make the money. Ghost tours. See, I, feel budget, like ghost but, tours are, I feel like ghost tours are less popular in a setting where ghosts are are definitely present and can hurt you. And it's just the ghosts of the bandits we killed and all the dead birds. <laughs> that exciting. All right, so you yeah. guys are hiring a coach? Yes. All right, so then mark four silver off. Yes. I as you guys head down to the Miss Wynn Transit Company and grab just yourself a coach. A, just a bunch of really annoyed birds squawking at people. <laughs> leave, leave us alone, we're ghosts. <laughs> and you head off into the darkening evening. Like I said, it takes you about an hour and a half to get down there. Um, okay. A little bit of directions before you're 
They drop you off a little distance away, and you steal out into the darkened complex streets, cutting a swath through the mist and seeing very few other pedestrians abroad, especially at this hour of the night. Uh, Occasionally, you'll duck into a shadowed alley or scramble behind a wall as a local warder patrol marches by, their lanterns and blades at the ready. Diamond definitely, like, keeps very close to Cole and is just like, I, um, it's, it's really hard for me to see the shadows, but I don't want to use a light source, so, uh, just let me know if I get too close. Okay, uh, when we're about- Don't lose me. (laughs) No, I can see in the dark, we're fine. Um, when we're about ten minutes out, I'll have Jinx fly to the door to see if it's been relocked or if anything's changed about it. Okay. Watch it for about 10-15 minutes. So Jinx flies out into shadow shades as the moon begins its descent. The moons begin their descent past the rim wall. There's faint gleam in the east as the second moon begins to rise as well, but everything's very uh, very dark. Most most of the moons are in a later phase and, and aren't showing much of their illuminated sides. Jinx goes out and <clears throat> begins to look around. Um... Oh, I never made you a character sheet for Jinx yet. I'll have to do that at some point. It's all right. I have it up on D&D Beyond. Okay. Go ahead and roll a perception check for Jinx. Smell could conceivably be incorporated here, so you can make that at an advantage. Okay. So, perception plus Seventeen. Seventeen. Jinx (laughs) lands on a roof kind of nearby and glances down at where the door is, stops and listens. There's a faint scrape of a foot as someone shifts their stance. She can pick up a slightly rank smell that stands out from the normal industrial smells. Something's down there, lurking. What do you ever do? Um, I'll have her uh, walk down a little bit, like probably about 20, 30 feet, and then fold the wings in as tight as she can. And okay. land on the ground and start walking down the street okay back towards what was underneath her all right just act like a stray that she's been acting like the last (laughs) 22 days that she's been gone only now (laughs) she has wings so jinx begins to walk down there doing her best stray cat impersonation hiding the fact that this stray cat can fly. Yeah, I'm hoping that they'll, like, press tight so that it just looks like... Right, it's dark enough that that it'll just look like, hey, it's a cat that's, you know, maybe weirdly shaped because it's it's been living on the street for 
God knows how long. It's a slightly chonky cat. Yeah. <laughs> sure. It's a, it's a well-fed stray. Um, and just have Jinx make a stealth check. Plus four. <laughs> Seven. Okay. Jinx goes down, starts walking past where they think they scented something hiding, and they hear a glance over, and there's three knolls there, one of which looks up and then kind of scoops up a rock and just throws it at Jinx. <laughs> Who was definitely still seen. Yep. AC is 12. <laughs> Jinx takes one point of damage. <laughs> and she yips her meows. <laughs> and does and just tears off. Yep. Yeah, tears off. You seeing uh, these knolls through Jinx's eyes, go ahead and give me an insight check. So good with these. Four. Oh, man. It's <laughs> oh. great rolls. Um, you're pretty sure, sure you saw at least one of them with uh, an, a longbow. The other ones looked like they just had like spears or something. But you're fairly certain that with your level of magic, you can, even if it comes into a toe-to-toe fight, you can take these three. And Jinx didn't see anybody or notice anything else nearby. Okay. So I will relay that there's multiple gnolls over there. One of them threw rocks at Jinx because, I don't know, they're an asshole. Does Diamond know what a knoll is? Yeah. There's a number of them that frequently patronize your uh, father's shop. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but they're, they were near the door? They were kind of uh, across from it and down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. So other side of the alley and in a little recess. Okay. So, yeah, they're near... Um, we might be able to sneak past them, but we could, we could probably take them. Okay. Well, um, I can do that thing again where I like, I, I uh, oh, this is going to sound super weird, like commune with the stones around us. So we become really like really sneaky. I could try that again and we could try to sneak past them. The door wasn't locked, was it? Not that you saw. No, I don't think so. I didn't see any more chains on it. Let's let's try being sneaky first. Okay. <laughs> that's that's always I prefer. I'm still new to the whole murder thing and fighting. Uh, so. If it comes to that, cool. This doesn't use a spell slot, so uh all right. Let's let's sneak past these knolls. All right, so both of you make stealth checks with a plus ten. Yeah. 
Twenty-four. Wow. Okay, Twelve with go. the plus ten. Yeah. Seventeen. Seventeen. All right. So you quietly begin to maneuver your way around the corner, down the alley, keeping to the shadows. And Cola, even as you with your dark vision are kind of watching your surroundings, it's weird how the shadows stick to you guys right now. Yes. Yeah, is- you know, and, and occasionally, you know, one of the moons will reach out from behind a cloud, but it always seems like whatever light hits the ground just manages to fall short of you guys. <clears throat> as you take step, step, step after each other down this alley. And you come up close to where those knolls are seated in this little alcove, kind of a, kind of a doorway sort of thing. And one of them kind of twitches his ears and you see those canine nostrils sort of flare out a little bit as though it senses something. You just slowly edge past one foot at a time. And then it lowers that kind of hunchbacked head back down again. Must be nothing. And you guys sneak past right up to the door that is still standing there, unlocked. Sneak 98. <laughs> <laughs> There's three nulls there. They rolled a 15, a 2, and a 1. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> All you have to worry about is doing what you need to do and getting out. So, Hey, sta- every heist is a three-stage process. You guys oh have god. to get in, alright? Now you just yep. gotta get the shit and get out. Yep, I will leave... Um, uh, Jinx, uh, back to a way to watch them uh, and watch the door if anything else comes up behind us. Okay. Have her go ahead right. and make a perception check as you do. Then, okay. Both for yourself and Jinx. Okay, for me, here's mine. Diamond, you can make this too if you want. Ooh. Mine is twenty-three. I got a natural 20. Uh, mm-hmm. Same as before for Jinx. Uh, with advantage? Yeah, uh, yes, because it, it is technically a smell. 13. Okay. Yeah, Jinx is sitting down and sort of bristling, but staying very quiet, eyeballing that fucker that hit her with a rock. Yeah, mm. remember his face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Remember that rage. Cole, you catch a little bit of a whiff. Diamond, you literally put your bare hand into the sticky patch on the door jam as you walk past. That comes away. That's fresh blood. And definitely wasn't there before. And you glance down, and there's drag marks further down the alley. None on the inside, though, so apparently that was as far as whoever made it. (laughs) And are you guys sneaking continually back down? Yeah. All right. Roll those again. Uh, With the plus 10? Yeah, your pass without trace is still definitely active. You 
barely probably took like a minute or two getting to where you're at. Uh, Diamond definitely points out the blood to coal like, uh, yeah, no, I smelled it. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I got a 29. Oh. 29 and a 16. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and you guys step down quietly as you can. Cole, you sort of trying to pick out the route uh, as you as you go. You come once again to the doorway that you had unlocked. You going straight for the crystal or are you stopping for a minute? Anything new? Anything new here? I mean, the door is actually hanging open now. Okay. Because you had shut it behind you initially. Uh, but then, yes. you know, Woten used it as a hiding place, which you guys were not aware of. But yeah, the door is just yeah. hanging, wi- uh, hanging wide open at this point, and you can mm-hmm. see the the couple crates in there. Okay. But nothing is uh, amiss in the room? Can we check it out first? I mean, I think we can see most of it from here. It's just the crates. Cool. Um, yeah, okay. no, I just wanted to make sure there wasn't any more blood or anything like that around here. No blood. Nope. Just a couple footprints in the dust and crates. Mm. Right. Uh, are the doors closable? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, but the less stuff we touch, the less noise we'll make. Mm-hmm. True. Let's, let's True. just get in and get out. Okay. We're not We're not trying to activate anything. We don't need a light source or anything. Okay. Uh, I... Bear with me on this. We just got magic, and I kind of want to see what this does to this thing. What is it? Uh, So Diamond goes up to the crystal, and she lays a hand on it, and casts Earthbind. Actually. Oh, well, actually. (laughs) You have this idea. Mm-hmm. Diamond mm-hmm. of what you want to do. Yes, I do. And as you touch the crystal, mm-hmm. you feel a resonance. Mm-hmm. There's a faint vibration in your crystalline chest stone mm-hmm. that somehow harmonizes with the fe- frequency of the facet record in front of you as you put your hand on it. Make me an arcana check. Mm-hmm. You're both about to explode. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Ten. Ten. Okay. There's some level of elemental affinity. Something about you and your chest stone and this crystal. There's a common thread here. It's not alive per se, the crystal, but there is an elemental spirit essence inside that. You're not sure, but you might be able to communicate with or establish. (laughs) You might be able to prepare this thing for whatever you're going to do. (laughs) Hey. Um... Hi, my name's Diamond. Uh, You've been trapped down here for a very long time. And 
I'm going to try and get you out of here. Uh, but you're, you're stuck really good, so um, I might have to try a few things first, but trust me that I, when I say I'm going to get out of, get you out of here intact and whole. Make a persuasion check. Mm-hmm. Mm. Convince the crystal. I'm going to convince the crystal. Bull's looking at you very confused. As you just should. Just talking at the crystal. Mm-hmm. Because for a second, he thought you were talking to him. <laughs> you know my name already. Yeah, I know. That's why he was like, I know your diamond. Ooh. That's a five. Okay. Should have brought one of the fast talkers. They wouldn't be able to talk to a rock. There's... <laughs> Not really a response, but a reaction. Some tiny moat of energy in there connects with the intent that you have. You feel like that might give you, at least metaphysically speaking, an anchor point for what it is that you're planning to do. Give me an insight check. Mm Okay. So you have your idea, you have your concept, you've got your spell prepared. Just make me a flat spell attack roll. So d20 plus charisma plus proficiency. That's okay. Oh. Oh. Right. Tell me what you're planning on. Describe what Diamond's going to do. Wait a minute. Do I get to add my proficiency to that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's an 11. An 11. Okay. Uh, So Diamond grabs the crystal and casts... uh, Earthbind using herself as a focal point to try and draw this crystal to her and attach it to her somehow. Okay. Um, make a strength save against your own DC. Mm-hmm. And what's your spell save DC? Uh, my spell save DC, I believe, is a 13. Yep. Okay. So you hold the crystal, and Cole, you see these golden bands of light just burst out of her body and lunge to entangle this crystal. And there's a moment of tension. And then all of a sudden, Diamond is flung forward with the force of the full impulse, smashing into the crystal itself and tumbling across it and over it and coming to a halt as the golden light fades. Diamond, you take... 
Two points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. As there's this cracking, tumbling sound. And Diamond, you're holding the crystal in your hands. The stone base has snapped off, but it's not attached to you. But you have it. Cool. Cool. Also, that was loud. Okay, we got it. Let's go. (laughs) Uh, Let's go to the um, room with the crates first. Yeah, yeah. And hang out there. Uh, Yeah, And I'll... When we get there, I'll look through Jinx's eyes to see if the gnolls probably notice, but uh, see if they moved yet. All right. So you guys pound down the tunnel, duck into the side room. I assume push the door closed behind you. Yeah. Yep. And as quietly as possible. To right, yeah. <laughs> hear a loud ass crack, and then oh, hey, there's only one metal door down here, and we just heard it clang shut. Right. Mm. Um, at which point you make the connection with Jinx, who is currently being stampeded past by three gnolls in full run, who are headed into the door and down the tunnel. Uh, as they're running uh, through Jinx, I'm going to yell, hey, you three, what are you doing over there? (laughs) (laughs) One of them stops and whips around. I want to make it sound like it was the throne voice from a warder. (laughs) Uh, Give me a deception check. 24. 24. Thank you for being this the rock here. (laughs) That one roll slams up against the side of the door and kind of sticks his head out looking both directions. We're both. The other two are still running. (laughs) And Diamond, you can start hearing them come. (sighs) Okay. Uh, Fine. the, the, The one that's hanging out there. Uh, I'm going to have Jinx. I'm going to try to throw my... Well, at this point, okay. we need to roll initiative. <laughs> All right. So on. Oh, no. Okay. That's I'm fine. Gonna put, I'm going to put you guys on the fights page, <laughs> oh. even though we didn't have to do the fight with Woten. Oh, but yeah. go ahead and select your token. 21 for initiative. 16. Oh. Four. <laughs> they got a four. Yay. So the pair of them slide up. Um, but Cole, you hear them come to a halt more or less right outside the door and you can hear the <laughs> as they're employing their keen scent <laughs> to try and find you guys. What do you do? Uh, I'm going to have... Ah, right outside the door. Okay. Um, I was going to try to do something before they got to the door, but... Um, okay. I'm going to... Yeah, I'm going to have... Uh, 
through Jinx. I'm going to have Jinx yell, um, this way, they went down here. Uh, <laughs> <and have it laughs> be loud enough. Uh, yeah, so that hopefully they'll hear. Okay, so Jinx is still up by the door. How far away is this? The second door again? Uh, you guys are a good, probably a couple hundred feet down the first, down the top. Oh, okay. Okay, never mind that then. Um, okay. I'm going to have... Uh, it's a silent image. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't make noise. Nope. Um, Weird. Yeah, no. Uh, on the left of them, farther down, can I see a little bit? Uh, you you are currently in a very small room with a closed door. I thought it was barred. No. Just bars. Okay. No. Okay. Um, then, yeah, no. Uh, wherever the um, crates start, on the other side of the crate, I'll misty vision uh, just a stone wall. Okay. From floor to ceiling to make it look like this is a small room where there is nothing anymore. Okay. Let me look up Misty Vision. I will do this. Yeah, oh, work. That's just the... Nope, that's just the... Feet. Uh, I'll do this. There we go. Okay. 15-foot uh, cube. Yeah, that would definitely be enough. Okay. Right. Uh, diamond, it's your so you see this illusory wall spring up, kind of blocking the 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 two of you off from the exterior. Cool. I summon thaw into my hand, and I also cast armor of shadows. Just okay. Get my sword. Get my get my armor on. And I'm waiting okay. quietly. See a back paw kick the door open. <laughs> and the knoll with the spear there kind of tilts his head a little bit. Closes his eyes. <laughs> and just flings the spear blindly at the wall. So this attack is definitely made with disadvantage. At who's it? At who's it? <laughs> oh, what's your AC? 14. 14. So you're watching this, and all of a sudden a spear rips through the wall and just slams into your rib cage. You take four piercing damage. Did the crates not count as cover of any kind? No, they did. Okay. Just they rolled high enough that it didn't matter. Oh. <laughs> well, shit. That disadvantage helps, but not always. Good yeah, no, when know. they roll a 19 and an 18, yeah. yeah. Good to know. Yep. <clears throat> and the other one charges in uh, with its spear at the ready as well. And that one just charges right straight through the wall that it saw. Constitution saving throw. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. You, you're fine. The, still there. <laughs> the wall is still there, but now there's a knoll halfway through it stabbing at, uh, at diamond. But that's a five. So oh, I'm in, no. I think you're okay. No. Yeah. That won't do it. All right. And we're back to Cole. Uh, so I will drop the wall because okay. the jig is officially up. Uh, if only certain presidents would do that. And bonus action, spiritual weapon, the chain will snake out and come up behind the guy that threw the fucking spear at me. <laughs> Take a swing at him with a natural yeah! hey Ayo. Uh, so seven points of damage. And then, yeah, how far away uh, is he from me? Uh, he's basically right up in your face. Oh, the other guy who threw the spear? Yeah. Like 20 feet, maybe. I'm shooting with my goddamn crossbow. All right. 21. That's a hit. Holy shit. Nine points of damage. Okay. So we have seven and nine. Nice. All right, Diamond. There's a guy right up in your right up in your grill with a spear and a shield. I also uh, yelled that fucking hurt. <laughs> That's how you got him. Fucking hurt. Uh, yeah, I swipe at him with okay. my sword. That's a natural twenty. Yeah, I'm fucking yeah. crushing it. If we needed it. <laughs> if we needed it. Uh, this is the guy that that tried to hit me. Yep. Uh, oh the one God. that the spiritual weapon took out. Nice. Yeah, this is the other guy, so he will take 16 points of damage. 15. 15. No, 15. It's... 11 and 4? Yeah, that's 15. Right, sorry. 15. Okay. I'm, I'm so good at math. I did. That. I, I made the same mistake. Don't feel bad. I was like, oh, that's 16. Wait, no, that's wrong. <laughs> How do you want to do this? Hey. Uh, uh, I imagine Diamond uh, cuts through him um, and you just feel, Cole, you feel like just the lightest, like the smell of like fresh grass being cut <laughs> as this knoll gets cut down. Hmm. So you pull back for a slash mm -hmm. and you begin to push forward and you feel just a single bare hand on your elbow, just give it a little bit of a nudge. Mm-hmm. The blade slashes through, carving open the throat and dislodging several of the teeth and a little bit of the jaw. And there's just this spray of blood across uh. both your body and the wall behind you. And you're, you flinch back expecting that sort of warm, <laughs> nasty metallic feel of liquid against you which is weird that it's autumn leaves. <laughs> <laughs> and the knoll just poof, smashes face down into one of the crates, smashing it partway open and revealing something inside that goes clink. Mm. What's, what's in the crate? You might be able to find out on your next turn. <laughs> Blood settings were turned off. <laughs> that oh no! Off. No, there's there's plenty of blood from your shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the the knoll in the door charges up with a spear. Uh, does a fourteen hit you, Cole? Yes. You take six piercing damage. 
and it sort of sets the shield as if to to prepare itself and you hear it <laughs> and you can hear more footsteps from the last one coming down the hallway all right <clears throat> but it's your turn again okay i will just drop my crossbow uh bonus action spiritual weapon this guy mm-hmm. break across his back with a 20 that's a hit mm-hmm. seven force damage okay and then uh reach out and chill touch him uh <laughs> reach out and chill touch someone <laughs> 21 <laughs> absolutely <laughs> spectral hand clamps on him two points of necrotic damage all right he's looking he pretty rough he can't gain any hit points back in case he's got a goddamn healing potion <laughs> he does Get not wrecked. diamond uh yeah gonna swing again 23 that's a hit seven points of damage how do you want to do this one? We're cleaning up. It's so nice. <laughs> I told you we could take them. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, of course you did. You're so smart. Uh, and uh, yeah, again, just uh, I guess the, the arms that lunged out for Cole, she just like goes down on top of them. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, just... One quick blow, one of those arms goes at the elbow and there's a spurt of blood, this time actual blood, uh, that pulls on the ground and the knoll blinks as it loses a significant amount and just thuds back, bleeding out onto the stones, uh, which is when the last one shows up and stands in the doorway and just kind of pulls back an arrow and goes to shoot Diamond, who's apparently got a really big sword and is kind of freaking him out. Pulls it back and the bowstring snaps. <laughs> <laughs> I roll natural ones at the best times. <laughs> My AC is shit. This is so nice. <laughs> Cole, you're up. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna... Yeah. I'll... I have... I have... I'll uh, chill touch this guy again, or for the first time. Uh, Touched, chill touched. That is a miss. All right. Uh, And then spiritual weapon is going to turn around in 13. Just hits. Because this guy did not have his shield. Max damage, 11. Heck damn. Check that out. And, yep. So, yeah, that chain just lashes him across the torso uh, and just rips into the upper shoulder and part of the part of the flank. And there's a good bit of there's a good bit of fur lost in that strike. Diamond. Mm. Diamond points her sword at him and her visage suddenly becomes very icy and dark, and you see kind of like lightning crackle around her, and she says, uh, you've seen what we've done to your comrades. Run away with your tail between your legs or join them. And she's gonna cast the Fey Presence and trying to intimidate him. Okay, is that a wisdom save? Uh, it is a wisdom save, DC 13. Come on. 
He rolled a 14, unfortunately. Yeah! <laughs> <It works! laughs> Fine. You see him grit his teeth, pull out a spear, chuck it at you, and run. That's fine. Because <laughs> he ain't getting paid enough for this. Hmm? Of course not. Um, does a 10 hit you? No! <laughs> All right. So the spear just kind of clink into the stone, and this fucker is dashing. Uh, Want to let him go, or are you guys going to try and chase him down? I don't... I don't... I don't want to fight him, really. Like... Well, Cole's up next. Yeah, I don't want to fight him either. There's no way that I could... Is there any way that I could get within 10 feet of him? Um, uh, yeah. Or was he, he too far away? Uh... I mean, you mean 10 feet with an action still? Uh, or do you just mean get within 10 feet of 10 him? 10 feet with a bonus. Yeah, because I can't, I can't sprint with a bonus action. I just need a bonus action. Okay. If you, yeah, you can, you can use your action to dash and get within 10 feet of him. Okay. Which After would I, leave you with a bonus action. Yep. Uh, when I get within 10 feet of him, I'm going to use my bonus action to mark the scent. So until my next long rest, I have advantage if I'm tracking him. And I always know where he is if he's within 60 feet of me. All right. So I'm remembering his scent. (laughs) (laughs) Diamond, what are you doing? No, yeah. Diamond's just like, okay, cool. He ran away. Awesome. Uh, I look in the crate. (laughs) Okay. Um, there are a number of empty bottles in there, <coughs> roughly about four or five inches tall, all with corks. One of them, however, is full. Uh, I will take, like, a handful of the empty ones and then definitely the the full one. So, like, uh, I'll take... S- I'll take five empty ones and then that full one. Okay. You never know when you need empty vials. Yes, yep. all the time. Yeah, no, as you as you pick up the full one, there's a bluish liquid in there that kind of bubbles a little bit and raises steam. None of it gets out because it's corked shut. Uh, can I roll anything to know what that is? Uh, this is pretty far outside your realm of expertise. So if you get a natural 20 on an arcana check, I'll say you've maybe heard of this before. Oh, I don't. Uh, that's a 20. Dirty 20. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty 20 doesn't count. Nope, you don't know what this is, but it's, uh, I mean, it's definitely a potion of some sort, you would hazard a guess. Cool. But you don't know which one or what kind. <laughs> I don't get advantage to track them. I just get to double my proficiency bonus. Right. All right. <clears throat> yeah. I'll stop and then turn around. And it's made it clear that he's running. And then head back to, to Diamond. Be like, okay, okay, we should really go now. No, 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 we should definitely go now. I found a thing. We should show it to the people and maybe also the crystal. Holy fuck, that was wild. Um... <laughs> Yeah, we should get back. You just yeah. leaving the dead bodies, or are you trying to hide them, or? Uh, I'm gonna ruffle through their pockets real quick. Okay, uh, you come a- from the two <laughs> dead ones. You come away with forty gold. Whoa! Whoa. Yo! Whoa. Yo! Fifty-fifty. 
50-50. Chase yeah. down the other one. <laughs> He's got gold. <laughs> Holy shit. There are also a couple other crates in this room still that you do notice. I do have a crowbar. <clears throat> five minutes to open up the other crate. Yeah, five minutes. Okay. Um, uh, and yeah. I'll have Jinx just keep watch outside. Did she? I'll, okay. I'll, while she's popping the crates, I'll look through Jinx's eyes. Do I see the Knoll haul ass? You see him hauling ass out down the alley. Like, yeah, he's he's border. He's just turning the corner as you. Okay. Tip I'll have the Jinx ice, the follow him to the corner. That way, <laughs> if he comes back with friends, we can leave before he gets to the corner. All right. So yes. Jinx posts up on the corner. Hmm? Because, yeah, I don't want to get caught in between this and the door again. <laughs> no, no, we don't. Right. Make an athletics check with advantage there, Diamond. Really? Nine. It takes you about a minute and a half to get the first board open. I'm still shaking. Yeah, you're like, ah. Okay. <laughs> uh, this one has potion bottles in it as well one of which is full. Uh, make me an investigation check, too. I'm rubbing my spear wound. <laughs> oh, nope, sorry. That wasn't supposed to be... That's okay. 15, 15, 15 works. Um, as you lift the, the potion, the little rack of potion bottles out, you also notice that this crate has a false bottom. Diamond hands the, hands the rack to collect. Hold this. And goes for the false bottom. Wait, no, wait, 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 wait. Nope. Cole, can you please check the false bottom and see if it's trapped or not? One of the potion bottles in that rack is full as well. Anyway, I definitely take that one, but. Sure. <clears throat> oh. Do you do trappy check. stuff? No, I normally pick locks. I've never actually seen a trap. But I can look for one. This feels like a trap. I don't know. Give me an investigation check, Cole. 18. Don't see anything that looks like a trap to you. You don't really know what those look like, but exactly. nothing here seems to shout one. Yeah, I don't see any of the classic wires or sharp objects pointed in my direction. Uh, so we're good. <laughs> oh. uh, I'll open it. Yeah. You got hit a bunch. I'll open it. Okay. Yeah, you pop it open, and there's a coin pouch down there. Ooh! Uh, how much is in the coin pouch? Do you take the time to count it here? Nope. Okay. Uh, let's just hold on to this. We'll just take that. Like, Devin brought a backpack. Just got the crystal in there, the two potions, the coin pouch, extra vials. Uh, is there another crate in here? No, those are the only two. Cool. Let's book it. Yeah. Let's get out of here. I'll check with Jinx real quick um, to make sure we're still in the clear. Yeah, Jinx is like just catting it up out there. Hmm. Yeah. I'll take mm -hmm. the, yeah, the, stop licking your crotch, look down the alleyway. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx uh, has his legs stuck straight up, has her legs stuck straight up in the air and gives you a look like, don't tell me what to do. Uh, Diamond, hmm, this is going to be a little morbid for Diamond. Diamond takes some of the no blood and writes on the wall, um, too slow and leaves. Oh. So, 
I'll press. You definitely have enough money to buy a coach back if you want. <laughs> yeah, I'll press the digitation the blood off any uh, off us uh, if there is any. <laughs> Don't worry, it's mine. <laughs> Don't worry, it's mine. You should see the other guy. <laughs> I feel like I am seeing the other guy. Yeah, covered in leaves. Like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, no, there are some weird leaves that you leave behind down there. Um, leave behind. I regret nothing. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, I have an Electrum piece that I don't want in my pocket anymore. Can I use that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. I have, how much, how much, I don't know how, how that translates. It was, Electrum is half gold. Yep, Electrum is five silver. Uh, so basically you'll get a silver back. Cool, yeah, I'll use If you If those. you take the same coach rate thing. Yeah, that thing. Dope. Do that. Okay. And you guys, after a few hours, it's probably pushing maybe 2 a.m. right about now. Diamond is so awake right now. (laughs) (laughs) So do you enter quietly so as not to disturb anybody else? Yeah, no, time time to go to sleep. Uh, well, I would still be awake. <laughs> so, yeah. really, uh, Diamond and Cole just kind of vanished without telling anybody, yeah, uh-huh. and then you hear I, the I, door open. I spent some time trying to cat-proof the tank, because <laughs> Cole's got a cat home. <laughs> that Cole. <laughs> Always bringing home those non-traditional cats. <laughs> I might still be awake, but hopefully not here. <laughs> Okay. I'm 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 trying to get work. We need money. <laughs> I am asleep, but depending on how much noise they make, I'm definitely a light sleeper given I mean, my profession. I'll probably uh, make me a perception uh, check with disadvantage there, Major. I probably won't make a whole bunch of noise. It'll probably be diamond. <laughs> It'll definitely be me. Yeah. Yeah, your pass without trace is definitely faded. So if oh, you're trying yeah. to sneak inside, make me a stealth check. Cool, cool, cool. I'm so good at these because I try to sneak past my mom all the time. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so Diamond comes in and she's like, all right, we're going to be super quiet. Diamond, however, can't see in the dark yep, and uh, trips over a chair. It's, it's my fault. I left her leave. Clang. <laughs> I opened the hooded lantern. That's great. <laughs> I'm so good at this. I always try to sneak past my mom. Natural one. After she makes a big Major, ruckus. you're like, are we being robbed? <laughs> I'll set my light cantrip up and start walking slowly down the stairs. I will try to climb the thing to the roof because I don't want to be associated with all this noise. <laughs> no. A little too late. Aurelia's yeah. already seen you. Damn it. Well, cool, don't leave back. me in this. Do you see me reach up in it? Closer to your mic, Mara. <laughs> Welcome back, you two. Hey. Hey, Aurelia. Hey, Hi. Did you have fun? Yes. Mm. Yes, we did. We had a lot of fun, right, Cole? No, I got stabbed. <laughs> that, that, was, that was decidedly not fun. No. Mm. no, okay. I just, I just, now I know where you went. Okay. Really? That could have been anywhere here in Knives. <laughs> yeah, no. We got stabbed. Went to the yeah. bar. <laughs> We're in true. a district that is literally true. called Knives Spot. 
as in fountain I, of I, knives. Okay. <laughs> so you got stabbed. Unfortunately, okay. yeah. Yes. Yes. How was it recreationally? Never. No. Never recreationally. No. Nah, <laughs> okay. Stabbings. Recreational stabbing. Yes. That's my department. Stop trying to yes. weasel in on my territory. <laughs> I don't know who these people are. Nicholas okay. said absolutely nothing to me. Okay. Uh, okay. So, um, remember how we... Pro- Hi, Major. So, you remember how we promised that other group that we wouldn't go back to the crystal uh-huh. place? Yes. We went back to the crystal place. Uh-huh. Um, but good news... And Diamond Ooh. opens up her bag and pulls out the crystal. So, for my benefit, Ooh. which of you are injured? Just uh, cold. That would be, yeah, that'd be the one with the, right. the hole in their armor. <laughs> <laughs> Major will tap you. Oh, thank goodness you're here. And not, uh, not at your place. <laughs> that was. That incredibly... does sound like you made poor decisions. Unwise. Yes. Well, yes. We, we did it. We did it. We got it. We, got we, did, it it. we did it. I understand you did it. <laughs> Diamond so, holds up her hand to high five Cole. <laughs> we did it. High five. No. <laughs> so relevant, Jack, potentially relevant information. Where am I? <laughs> I don't know if um, we need to figure that out yet. Give me a, just a straight charisma roll. That's a 20. Uh, yeah, you found a date. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm getting paid. Yep. <laughs> Don't <laughs> care. <laughs> He's the one that's recreationally stabbing. Yeah, that's that's his job. Uh, um, no, you 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 met a very nice lady uh, who was also a tiefling, um, who has uh, who has a surprising number of scars above her her left left temple. Um, and tends to wear her hair kind of shaved right there, probably on purpose, lots you know, to show those off. Lots of kinky things you can do with two sets of tails and two sets of horns. I mean, it's that's fair, and <laughs> you guys explore a number of those. Anyway, Major, <laughs> back to the admonishing. Incredibly... <laughs> Still advised. What if you had gotten ambushed down there? Um. Would have. If I didn't have Jinx. Show up the next morning. Well, I hope you understand the value of your word and and what that that implies. Green. He probably went and saw it and looked at it like an hour after we left. Where if we're if we're in this to win the games, holding to words is a nice sentiment, but people that I frequently deal with, word only goes as far as money, and if you have the money, you don't really need to keep your word. And they seem like people with lots of money. Yeah, but As, next time, can you bring other people with you so it's not just... Oh, definitely. Then it would have been a fair fight. <laughs> I, I think we cleaned it pretty well. Yeah, we did. That one guy ran. Yeah, he did. 
God damn nulls. it! <laughs> there are nulls. Don't don't worry. I, I am worrying. What you're saying is you left witnesses. Wilton says as he steps down the stairs. <laughs> yeah, we've made enough noise. <laughs> we've made, definitely made enough noise at this point. There were already people who probably knew about this. <laughs> One knoll. Can go a long way. Yeah, he can. He ran fast. He ran really fast. (laughs) (laughs) That motherfucker was so scared. (laughs) That civilized discussion is failing. I will leave explaining why this was a poor decision to you. Now, I am headed back up to fucking sleep. <laughs> As you should. Thank you for trying. Mage is like, I am 450 years old. I don't have time. I do for not have time for children. this shit. <laughs> these, these two kids that definitely went off to do something very dangerous. If I wanted kids, I would have had kids. Damn it. <laughs> so, there's a couple of logical flaws in the statements you've made thus far. First, we're trying to overthrow the government and establish a new one. Your word is going to be very important in that because people need to follow you. Yeah. The ability to keep your word is going to be paramount because we need people to trust us enough to get behind us. Second, you left a witness, which means there's someone out there who can prove that you didn't keep your word. There's someone out there who can bring attention to you. We don't want attention on us until we're ready to move. Until no one should know that we're moving until it's too late to stop us. If you were going to go down there, no one should have seen you. And anyone that did see you should have been swimming in the river by now. No one would have saw us if we had been a little more quiet. I did my best. You did. You were going to break a crystal statue. Did you think no one was going to hear that? You should have saw how she broke it, though. That was the loud part. <laughs> that loud. doesn't change my <laughs> question. Helping your case. None whatsoever. But the word thing, I'm all, I totally agree that we sh- if we're going to overthrow the government, we need to keep our word to anybody that we get to follow us. Warlock, other warlocks and other compacts are not going to follow us. So the problem with that them. is that even if they don't matter in the long run, they can affect our reputation. Yep. Even if our reputation is the only thing that we've got to make people follow us. We don't even know if those gnolls were connected. They, I mean, yeah, they were watching out, but we don't know who was paying them to watch that place. We don't, and that's the problem. Yes. Unknowns are bad. Unknowns could be anything. Unknowns could be worse than those same group of warlocks. That could lead to the guard falling, kicking down our door in the next couple of days. I mean, the guard could kick down our door in the next couple of days anyway. Like, I get what you're saying, Wotan. This was super dangerous, but so is us being warlocks in the great game. It is. So when you say that- We need to be managed. Don't go looking for risks. When a risk is taken, it needs to be measured against the reward. 
Oh, Jack was messing with the roll 20. I thought I was having a stroke there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Things are disappearing. <laughs> yeah, stuff was happening. Because what did you get out of this? This. I got this. What use is that? Even have the message anymore? Can I see it? I'm like reaching out for it. I Diamond, Diamond kind of very harshly puts it in your hand. Yeah, I'm looking at this thing. Um, can I tell if it still has the same message or would I need to like activate it to- You'd to probably need to activate it to tell. But you've got a hooded lantern. I do. I will, I will like, it. actually it's a bullseye lantern. Oops, okay. uh, I will light that and, and kind of like try and get it started while Wotan continues. Yep. Because who's to say that we are the first to have seen that message. We're almost certainly not. Because any compacts that were already in Shadow Shades could have seen it first if they'd gotten the same messages that we did. And just because you've taken it doesn't mean that message isn't going to still spread. Rumors travel quickly. Word travels fast. You know People what, what are talking about it. Diamond dumps the con like the potions and the other empty flasks on the table and she closes her bag, she puts it on, she says, if I wanted to be lectured, I'll go back home. I don't need this from you right now. And Diamond leaves. Diamond in your in your mind. Do you still leave? What do you say? Diamond, we're trying to help you stay alive. Do you remember him on the table? Yeah, I also remember the two gnolls that I just killed in the alleyway, or in mm -hmm. the ground. So if you head out there, what are you gonna go find? Just head back home? You won't stay there. Yeah, but it'll give me time to cool off and I don't wanna say anything I don't want to say anything that's going to hurt my reputation. <laughs> In this house? Listen, we're all <laughs> just trying the best we can right now. That, yeah. that doesn't matter in this house, what you say. Outside, yes, absolutely. Our actions outside, mm-hmm. In here, it is not too late. Diamond turns around and she points the crystal. She says, do whatever you want with that. Take the message, use it to put other messages in it, sell it to get your gun. I'm not gonna sell it. I say that part out loud. I'm doing my best and I'm sorry my best isn't as good as everybody else's. Oh no, your best is damn good. You apparently took out three gnolls just by the two of you. Mm -hmm. you, you, may, you may not have noticed, but I'm only a half a hand in a fight. I'm much better at planning and talking. Have I managed to get the light? Yep. Message plays, same as before. <sighs> okay. But it's not, it's not a matter of how good you are. You're very good, and that's important. What matters is we're playing a very dangerous game. 
And at any point, bad things can happen. And we've got to measure risk and reward. Hopefully nothing comes of this. Hopefully, hopefully you just saved us a little bit more competition. I'm skeptical on that, but it's a possibility. But in the future, just talk with the rest of the group about your plans. Will you do the same? Sure, what do you want to know? Where were you? This afternoon. I want to track down a woman who's very important to me. The woman who... Had situations been different, and perhaps even now, I would spend my life with. Even though she's at least once attempted to take my life. And I've learned that this guard captain that I mentioned when I get back is holding her niece as hostage to keep her doing jobs for him. So I've got a little bit of a personal vendetta that I need to deal with with this guard captain. Oh. Yeah, no, fuck that. It kind of, I mean, again, that goes along with all the stuff we were doing. I'm yeah, it, li- it lines up with our objectives, so I'm even more inclined to it, but this particular guard captain I need to deal with. Mm-hmm. <sighs> By the way, Cole, is your cat house trained? <clears throat> God, that's dry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah she's mostly an outside cat why okay i was just i wanted to make sure it wasn't going to be an issue with the tank no i think if it came down to it your octopus could probably drown her but not entirely sure about that but okay i prefer it if yeah I'll, i'll tell jinx don't go in the fish tank. Thank you. By the way, Woten, that octopus is my sister. So just don't empty the tank for any reason. That's like how now everybody but Heaton knows that. Yes, because you <laughs> laughed. That's interesting. I went to make money to help you. Thank you very much. <laughs> 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 I'm the only one working in this goddamn house. <laughs> well, and that too. And Diamond pulls out the. I'm sorry you don't respect my career, young man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the actual guild member might have some words to say about that. <laughs> but Diamond pulls out what? Mm. Diamond pulls out the 20 gold from the knoll and then the coin pouch that was in Whoa. the trap door. I do not pull out my 20 gold. <laughs> no, 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 you're fine. Diamond doesn't, doesn't, Diamond doesn't snitch on you either. She's just like, got this from the knolls, found this in the trap door. Whoa. How nice. much is it? <laughs> we count it out. The purse itself contains 78 gold, 24 silver, and 160 copper. 78. Oh! 
Yeah. But the point the point here is at this point we're a crew. And we sink or swim together. So anything that you do off on your own brings risks with us too. Just consider that. Okay. If you're really worried about, well, I probably won't have a scent when I wake up, but. I'm not all that worried, honestly. He didn't see us long enough to, I think, get a decent look at us. In In all honesty, that was going to come to a head at some point anyway. You may you may have cut it off from getting worse. Yeah, they had already killed somebody before we got there. Oh yeah, they were there, obviously. There was blood for on the door when we when we went in. So they were waiting specifically for us. They were waiting for whoever went there. Yeah, fair enough. Just consider, like I said, you're not on your own anymore. Your actions have an impact not just for yourself but for the rest of us. I mean. The game is afoot. We're gonna, we're we gotta start making fucking headway. Yep. Yep. And with that declaration, as everybody sets in for a rather late bedtime, (laughs) that is where we will close for this evening. Thank you all for coming with us on this next stage of the adventure, and we will be back again next week. Uh, But first, Nikki. Yeah. Hey guys, <clears throat> I won't be here next week because uh, I will be doing a charity event here in Atlanta called Sladies Night. Uh, it's being hosted by ATL D&D, where we are going to have uh, all the bars along Edgewood, Joystick, Nonies, and Bone Lick uh, hosting uh, charity games and free jump-in games, all run by wonderful ladies of ATL D&D. Um, we, have raised, we have raised $1,400 for Girls Inc. of Atlanta. Um, we plan to raise more as the week actually starts. Um, if you guys want to look up any information about Ladies Night, you can look it up on our Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram, or at atldnd.com. Uh, come out and support, or just donate to Girls Inc. I believe the Final Show Films Twitter account has retweeted a few things, and yep. it'll retweet it again. And yep. you can follow. <clears throat> yep, you can follow Nikki at at the Wigged DM for more updates on Twitter. And again, Final Show Films Twitter account has been tweeting things as well. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. 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 Goodbye.